Welcome to the Bear With Me podcast on <laughs> Table Radio, where we aim to integrate belief and practice in the Christian life. Hey, welcome everybody. Right now at the Table Church, we're getting back to our roots. Right, Vanessa? Yes. We're getting back to our roots. Yeah. Uh, we're exploring the seven roots of the table, just to mix up our metaphors, seven roots of the table. Um, it's what makes this tick. It's who we are. We, we had these when we planted the table um, over 10 years ago now, and we've come back to them for our, kind of our 10th birthday. So there's seven of these that we're exploring. We're in the middle of exploring them in the season, but it's Advent. Yes. And so on the one hand, we want to pay attention to time. See our last podcast for that. And so we're going to take a break from our series to give this season of Advent its full due. But on the other hand, Advent is an aspect of our rootedness. It kind of takes all the roots together and, and puts them into a season for us of anticipation. Uh, so we are rooted in Advent. So in another way, we're kind of continuing on the series. So we're sticking with the series name. We're rooted in anticipation or anticipating in this season. Mm-hmm. So my name's Andy. Vanessa's here with me again. Mm-hmm. And happy Advent again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to talk about why we named the podcast Bear With Me. Yeah. Because maybe it's not obvious. Yeah. Maybe it's not obvious yet. It's only our second episode. That's true. So, um, what, why, why? Why did you come up with that? Well, we were, so we were in the, we were in the table radio studios. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like we are. Uh-huh. Um, and we we're about to record and we, we kind of need a name for this podcast because that's what people do. They name podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so we were brainstorming names mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but that one came up yeah, and it just sort of stuck. And the reason why I loved it is because I'm a nine on the Enneagram. I'm confused. Are you a nine or a five? Um, I think I'm a nine. You do? Yeah. Oh, I always thought you were a nine, but recently I heard you talk like you're a five. Like I talked using, say, hey, I'm a five, yeah. or like I talked and you thought, oh, he sounds like a five. No, you identified yourself as a five. Really? Yeah, it threw I don't, everything off for me. That's funny because I don't, I don't, I don't, what's a five? Oh, like the ones who need a lot of study and knowledge and huh. resources huh. in order to continue. I like those things, Yeah, but I okay. don't know. If- Maybe it was a dream. Is there, there's like wings on those things. Yeah. Does five a wing for nines? No. It's <laughs> not a thing? <laughs> no, not at all. all okay, right. you're a nine. So this is all the better because one of the blind spots for the nine, I took an Enneagram yeah. course, mm-hmm. and she said the blind spot for the nine is that sometimes you lose people in your meandering explanations. I think we're losing people right now. I do too. <laughs> That's why we say bear with me. Oh, I get it. See? You brought us back. Yeah. That's when you said that I thought that's like the perfect phrase for me because I'm self-conscious about talking because yeah. I'm going to lose people because I don't quite know what I think. I see. And it takes me a long time yeah, to get Yeah, bear there. with me. Bear with me. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that fit really well I think for both of us because I think we tend to like to just start things low key and yeah. then we'll work out the kinks as we go. Yeah, also we'll figure that, it out as we go. That's bear with how me. it came up last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Bear with me. We're mm-hmm. figuring it out. We don't have a title yet. Just bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um and and then it just really fit with the theme yes. of Advent and what what our pilot episode topic was. 
Exactly. Which was, which was in this case, um, Mary bearing a child. Yes, God born of a woman, mm-hmm. a virgin. And we're going to talk a bit about more about that today, and and just thinking about the the nature of of our show, which we would like to be um, integrating belief and practice in the Christian life, bearing with one another, mm-hmm. as the New Testament um, tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Think of bearing with Christ and the yoke, mm-hmm. the easy yoke of how that sounds. How do we get into the easy yoke? Mm-hmm. As an image, so all those things kind of conflated into this idea of bearing burdens together, bearing the burden of of Christ, which is supposed to be freedom. Yes, and have have um, I don't know a sense of ease about it. And you know what I just thought? No. Also, a huge part of life is learning how to bear with ourselves. Hmm. Like we are the main thing God has given each of us to steward. Some of us have Mm -hmm. kids, some of us don't have kids, but we all have ourselves. Like you have little Andy and middle-aged Andy and soon-to-be elder Andy to learn how to be with for Mm -hmm. your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like there's a real, um, there's there's a reality there that it... I have to bear with myself? Yes. More than almost anybody else you could say. So bear with me is kind of a cool... Yeah way to express that that is part of life is learning how to be with ourselves Hmm. and and doing it with others. I mean, my favorite word in that title is probably with, because Hmm. with just makes everything better. It's why people come to church are one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. It's why AA is so It's why we decided to do this podcast together, because we were just doing our own thing. Exactly. And... We didn't like it? Yes. It wasn't that good, <laughs> at least mine. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's it's easier to do things together with other people. And then you just have conversation. It's, it just seems like a way easier thing than yeah. I have to come up with a monologue yeah. and basically talk by myself and to myself. Yeah, it's not the way we are designed. No. This is way more fun. Yeah. And easier. Easier yoke? Yes. So, Mary, we talked about this last time. Mary has mm-hmm. a unique role in bringing, getting a role in bringing about God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And she is known, uh, especially in the Eastern Church, as the God-bearer, Theotokos. That's the, there's the five in me coming out. I had to look it yeah. up, right? Study. Never heard Did of a that. big study there. <laughs> but it just means, literally means God-bearer. Um, or we can think of her as the Christ bearer. Mm-hmm. It might be a bit more easier translation for 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 some of us. Um, and that kind of transitions us into kind of our first big topic of today is talking about the significance and meaning of Mary being the God bearer, mm-hmm. and and what if anything does that mean for us? So I was thinking about this, and and one of the things, and, and interrupt at any time, Vanessa. Sure, right. Um, but one of the things that struck me in in kind of reflecting on this passage, and, and last we looked at, at Luke one, Luke chapter one, last time, and it's where Gabriel comes to Mary and, and gives the announcement, and um, and Mary is betrothed; she's not married. 
And so there's there's some challenges there, and it's picked up more in Matthew's Matthew's gospel because that one talks a bit about Joseph's response, mm-hmm. who who plans to divorce her quietly because of what's happened, but he doesn't. Then he has to have his own kind of angelic visit to know that no, he's not to do that. He's to he's to marry her and and, um, and all the rest, but it sort of points to this, I think, an inverted experience for Mary, where because of what the an angel's announcement and what God is doing in her, um, she will experience shame mm-hmm. in, in her cultural, her social context, in her setting. She's going to experience the shame of being with child outside of marriage. Yeah, that is so weird. And yet, juxtaposed to that is the is the grace that she's bringing through her role. Like mm-hmm. the, the incredible grace that of God's God being with us through her as, as a willing participant and a servant in this case. And those two ideas together that she is in, in a, in a more literal sense, uh, bringing God with her wherever she goes. And she's going to give birth to this one and going to, to raise this one in her home. And she is the steward of such immense grace with such a mark of shame to go with it. I've never really thought about that before. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And, um, and it made me, and there's <clears throat> not in the episode we talked about last week, but um, the when she when i think it's after jesus is born and they take him to the temple for the dedication mm-hmm. and i think it's it's simeon mm-hmm. i think you have to go back and check but i think it's simeon who who blesses the child and prophesies over him yeah and um and gets this glimpse of the significance of this child who it is and talks about a sword piercing mary's heart mm. Seem like the overlapping ideas of like the, the, both the joy and the pain and sorrow wow. mixed together of being in her unique role um, as getting to be this one's mother. Wow! In the world, in, in in light of all the goodness and the grace that this one brings, but also the the sorrow and the um, the darkness that's going to come. Wow, Andy! I think these are big big ideas, but they're also. I think helpful metaphors of way into the Christian life because there is a sense in this just is unique and maybe a one-off thing, but there's also a sense in this is, this is the nature of God's kingdom in the world that we are participating in. And if we are in any sense, God bearers like Mary or Christ bearers, then, then we participate in both sides of this, the, the glory and the grace of it mm-hmm. and the goodness, but also maybe bearing some shame Wow. Maybe having bearing some sorrow and darkness, also as a fruit, which is not something you always get advertised in the Christian life. No, Andy, that kind of blew my mind because I knew we were talking about God bearers, but I only was thinking of the the bright sides of that, like the the good parts are quote unquote good. Um, like the invitation to be the hands and feet of God in the world. But I hadn't thought about 
the reality of bearing God as also an acceptance of, um, you know, wherever there's great love, there's sorrow. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have risked truly loving, it means that I'm susceptible, I'm vulnerable to yeah. pain and hurt and loss. And so I just hadn't, I hadn't put those two together. Hmm. That part of bearing God in the world is being willing to be hurt, which is the definition of vulnerable. It means the capacity to be wounded. So there's such vulnerability and there's such power and joy. That's the side I was thinking of was the, um, you know, I grew up in, my dad was a pastor, so something that hasn't been super helpful for me was kind of adopting this worldview as a kid that I have an obligation as a Christian to um, never say no to anybody (laughs) because I'm like a pastor's kid. You're a pastor's Mm -hmm. kid too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're both nines. We're both pastor kids. Wow. Bear with us. (laughs) Yes, bear with us. like the kind of the obligation to be the image of God mm-hmm. at church and in your world as an elementary school kid and teenage kid, something about that I'm yeah. hoping to do a little bit better now mm-hmm. as an adult with a kid. Um, not that my parents didn't do a good job, it's just having experienced it. So this the the obligation to be God to other people, like the pressure, if you're a pressure susceptible person isn't totally helpful. What is helpful to me is the invitation. Like for me, waking up to the reality that the little things might matter. Um, that instead of thinking you you bear God if you go to a foreign country and be a missionary, to say, no, there's an invitation in whatever spot in life I'm in, whatever stage of life, whatever vocation or career I find myself in, at the moment, mm-hmm. there's an invitation there to be the hands and feet yeah. of God. Yeah. And it reminds me, Shane Claiborne tells this story about being with Mother Teresa and the sisters in India. Mm-hmm. And um, every morning they would, I forget what kind of prayer they did, but it was some kind of silent, contemplative prayer. I think they took the Eucharist every, mm-hmm. every morning and kind of soaked in um, silence and there's all these needs around them. And I'm totally butchering the story because I don't remember. But it was something like him asking, why do you do this? Like, why yeah. do you spend this time doing nothing, like an hour or whatever? And the answer was something along the lines of, we're soaking up the presence and the love of God because of all the needs. And it just reminds me of like charging our phone overnight. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, ooh, got to charge my phone. Like, we need it on full power. Yeah. And so that's where I was thinking about about bearing God was um, the idea of kind of plugging in to God in a regular way so that throughout our day hmm. at the post office, when we see a neighbor, when we talk to huh. a coworker, yeah. we're kind of poised and ready for this invitation. Yeah. Like, you never know. Yeah. You might be full of attention, love, imagination, encouragement ideas that actually make a difference to someone else Mm -hmm. and then make your day better too. Mm -hmm. Like life is like full of opportunity 
with that mindset, not yeah. the obligation one, not yeah. don't make any mistakes, perpetually be available to anyone who wants to talk to you about anything right? because you're a pastor's kid. Yeah. Not that way. Yeah. But the invitation. Yeah. Uh, like an imagination shift. Yeah. That, and this is initially what I thought of too when we first talked about the idea or the topic was being, having an awareness of mm-hmm. vocation, mm-hmm. of calling, of this is who I, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what I do in the world is I bear God with me. I bear Christ with me wherever mm-hmm. I go. Um, and just as a first step, an awareness of that. Yes. Not a, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> Mary didn't need to do anything. Right. She said, yes, um, let, it, let it be. Mm-hmm. Um, she was supposed to call the child's name Jesus, mm-hmm. right, in terms of explicit instructions. Um, everything else is sort of, it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You, will go th- you will be a full participant, but not in terms of, oh, I have to, here's a checklist of things to do. No, you are going to bear the Son of God <laughs> wherever you go. And when you walk in the room, you're bringing this presence with you. Yeah. And in the next episode, we alluded to it last time, but so much so that Elizabeth's child leaped in the womb. Mm-hmm. John leaps in the womb. And the Spirit is at work there. Wow. And so there's things, so an awareness that things are happening, that if if you are in Christ, mm-hmm. um, then then there is a there is a there's a shift that has happened, mm-hmm. and that we have this this reality of bringing God with us where we go, and even just being as I think for uh, my, our only goal I think was just like that first step of awareness. Yes, <laughs> it's like okay, this is an imagination shift. Mm-hmm. This is a worldview shift. I think that. Um, that maybe we're not always aware of or thinking about that seems important. I love that. I love that you said awareness is the first step. And it feels like plenty of work to just keep working on the awareness bit Yeah, and trusting that the fruit of it or whatever Mm -hmm. we would call it kind of comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much so, I mean... When when I go to prepare a sermon, and this comes from my training, I trained for preaching under Daryl Johnson, and and he he was always very careful in a very helpful way. Mm-hmm. When you prepare sermons, you have to make sure that you're not giving rules for people to just kind of follow because yeah. that's not the gospel, right? And um, and if there's elements of obedience, which is important. Mm-hmm. It, you have to be able to show how obedience is also a way of saying trust. Yes. Like, here's the way that God is at work in the world. How can I participate? How can I trust in that? Yeah. And so, getting away from the, the dutiful slave to the, the participating child mm-hmm. maybe is a way of, of kind of shifting the metaphor a bit. Um, I, I think servanthood metaphor can still be helpful. Yeah. 
um, um, but but for a lot of us, I think we sometimes we kind of can approach spirituality as a list of to dos and to not to dos, mm-hmm. and it's it's much bigger than that. I think those are those are sort of implications of a much larger trusting relationship. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's that's kind of what we're getting at here. So like, how do we shift our 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 imagination? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you just made me think about your um, opening about how this invitation for Mary to bear Christ was socially not um, cool. Hmm. <laughs> you know, to be pregnant outside of marriage, yeah. and how. You know, I can't relate with that exact one, like getting pregnant before I was married or something like that, or the equivalent of that, what that would be now. But that's kind of radical to me that God would sanction such a confusing mm. social right. situation for mm-hmm. her and to say, um, bear with me here. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, uh, there's something bigger than what this looks like or... I trust you with this, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not worried about you in the long term mm-hmm. suffering this trauma of like social uncleanness or whatever. So it just makes me wonder about all the little ways that I might disqualify myself or my situation in life or my career mm-hmm. or my mood or my personality, mm-hmm. and just think like, well. God's definitely not in that, yeah. you know, or I got I have to get better or I have to change jobs or yeah. I have to become more of an introvert or be nicer to my kids before I can have this awareness or before I can bear God in the world right. as a parent or a wife or a friend. Yeah. When kind of what we're talking about is it's already there. It's not yeah. something we like muster up. Yeah. It's, it's the audacity to trust that yeah. God is and, with you. And that trusting obedience might make you look bad. That is weird. <laughs> that's a hard one. That's hard. Like, that's It might confusing. make you look bad to, um, to, to also, any, 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 uh, it might make you look bad to conservatives. It might mm-hmm. make you look bad to liberals. Mm-hmm. It might make you look bad to... Um, other Christians, mm-hmm. it might like you look bad. To, I mean, it, it, there's no nothing really off limits mm-hmm. in terms of the potential. That is so, so intriguing. One immediate example that comes to mind is when, I mean, you know this so well from being a pastor, when people who are involved need to say no for a season. Yeah. To something. Yeah. That is an example that comes to mind. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been part of those conversations and have probably been there ourselves mm-hmm. in certain ways where like you're all excited about something and you feel like this is a great opportunity for me to learn how to help or serve or lead or whatever. And then you're paying attention to your life holistically mm-hmm. and you feel like I need to step back from this position or something for a time, but and it can feel really counterintuitive to the types that come to church yeah. to say this is weird. But I actually think I need to say yeah because no we want time. you're right because we want to we want to equiv- um we want to equate obedience with doing stuff like yeah doing this or that or serving in in this way yeah 
but it may not always be so. Yeah. It would make sense that there's seasons of saying yes to things and saying no to things. Because mm-hmm. we can't just keep adding things. Yeah. We try. Oh, I try. That's my go-to, is to add to we my try. To list. Hmm. Hmm. So maybe we could come back to this and try to think of other practical um, implications or applications for what it means to yeah. be God-bearers. Yeah, I, right. Bearing, I, mean, I had just I had jotted down some idea, like just okay. the idea of bearing God wherever we go, in our neighborhoods, in yeah. our families, being aware yeah. of this in our places of work, in our school, wherever wherever we go. I think yeah. of um, the, the Great Commission at the end of Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, go into all the world. Mm-hmm. Preach the gospel, baptizing, discipling, basically. Um, but that word um, in the original Greek, yeah, Andy, which I don't know what it is or remember what it is. I just remember okay. the, the 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 tense of it or the the impulse of the word "go." Isn't that's not the main imperative? Go out somewhere and do this work. It's it's the main imperative is. Um, is on the the discipling, on the preaching, on the on the work. Mm-hmm. The the verb to go it means as you go, wow. as you're going through life, wherever you find yourself, do this work. It's the same idea of you're bearing my presence with you, and that's the point. That is way because better. my presence is supposed to go any place and bring light into dark places. Yeah. Whether that's in your family, at your work, at your school where you volunteer, where, whatever you're doing, there's nothing is off limits. I am to, you are to be doing this, bringing me with you wherever you go. Andy, that should be the way it's translated. As you go, that's well, yeah, yeah, so I much think better. So. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a Greek scholar, okay. but supposedly people who are yeah. know this. As you go. As you're going. As you go about your day. As you go as about, you your, go day. about your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, that's an important mind shift. Back yes. to your point about, oh, well, it's the people who are going to these places mm-hmm. to do this special work. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But the emphasis is much more on the day-to-day, you know, as you're going through life. Yeah. Do these things. Well, in our, to our point, bring, be aware of my presence with you. Yeah. And let, let's just start with that mind shift, that imagination shift. And we'll, let, we'll tease out the implications as they come up. Because mm-hmm. maybe that moves us to prayer mm-hmm. for other people. Maybe that moves us to, um, to any, of the, any of the roots we've been talking about in this table series. A, a love that reaches out and, and mm-hmm. does something that isn't afraid to fail at trying something mm-hmm. different. I think that's for a lot of us, that's a, that's, those are the barriers, right? It's like, well, I don't know how to do that well. What if I'm rejected? What if... It's a dumb idea. You know, whatever it is. Wow. You're reminding me, too, that one of the best parts about spiritual direction, maybe people don't know what spiritual direction is, but meeting with someone to talk about your life with God, like one of the main rich benefits of that is just offering someone your undivided attention 
Like, hmm. I mean, therapy is similar. Mm-hmm. Like you go in and you, you pay them. And part of this exchange is that in therapy, some, you have someone's undivided attention yeah. for you to process yeah. and for them to look at you and to listen to you and to ask questions. And they have a whole bunch of amazing knowledge that can help you process. Yeah. But um, even thinking about the dynamics of spiritual direction in the world, mm-hmm. like, you know, I school drop-off and pick-up is a main part of my hmm. daily mm-hmm. life. So there's that you're just around kind of acquaintances and the idea of bringing awareness and attention while you're talking to people is kind of radical for me. Yeah. You know, to think that it it is, it's radical in the world to actually look at someone while they're talking to you Mm -hmm. and to try to listen to what they're saying and Mm -hmm. then to sometimes reflect back to them what you see like, Oh wait, why did you just say that? Or yeah. What were you going to say? You know, they're like, never mind. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm actually engaged. Like, what were you? What were you going to yeah. say? That kind of presence to me is an example of mm-hmm. bearing God. Mm-hmm. Like, just trusting that the little things, like we talk about having the eyes and or the hands and feet of Jesus a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think of when we had to move out of our apartment, and the idea of cleaning the house alone made me want to disappear and die, right. and then women from the table came and helped me clean. Mm-hmm. And it was like the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like this night overwhelmed me so much. Clean. I don't know how to clean an oven or behind a fridge. Mm-hmm. And I have to clean this in like seven hours before the next tenants or whatever. Yeah. And having five women there like joking and cleaning with, <laughs> this, it was Jesus mm-hmm. not very disguised at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> not very well disguised. Not disguised. I just could have <laughs> cried the whole time. But so I think of hands and feet all the mm. time. But I think eyes and ears. Like how yeah. can we be the eyes that that watch people when they talk and right. share? Yeah. And how can we be the ears that listen? That just listen to people, right. not adding any time to our day. Just yeah. the quality of being in the world. Yeah. Goes up. A couple notches, and yeah, that can that's make a, all the difference. That's a huge one. I mean, being seen and heard. Yeah. Some people don't feel that at all, or don't get that at all. Yeah. yeah. It's like made all the difference in my world mm. when I'm seen and heard. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been talking a lot. Should we? What, yeah. How are we doing? The Benedict Bell. Yeah, we wanted to talk about um, an aspect of of bearing God with us or Christ with us, a practical mm-hmm. aspect, like a discipline, something that we can do. Because mm-hmm. um, some people are into that, practical application. Love that stuff. <laughs> Vanessa, for example, you like practical application. Favorite. So, we want to talk about scripture memorization. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That's going to be, like, just me saying that's going to be a major turnoff for, like, a lot of people. Yes. Memorization. I know. That's not very spiritual. Memorizing things? Or it's the opposite. I think people have flashbacks to, like, sword Uh, drills or something. Sword drills. This is exciting. I'm suddenly (laughs) interested. You didn't have this? Tell me about this. Like, forced home Bible (laughs) camp? You know, like, what is that what they're called? It's like John Probably. 316 mm-hmm. in the first one to uh, raise their hand like, yeah. or raise their Bible in the air yeah. and recite John 316 yeah. gets a point. Yeah. And the person with the most points is the most Christian. Oh, like they had a title. 
Most or, you know, Christian, that's, that was implied. That was You're saying that's implied. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't act, you didn't actually get like a, a thing that you wear around your neck says most Christian. You might get a okay. sash or something <laughs> and like a Boy Scouts patch. <laughs> they were called something like sword drills. Okay. I think people could be turned off because I see, it yeah. sounds super kind of moralistic, maybe legalistic, yeah. churchy. Mm-hmm otherworldly like who memorizes scripture like it it yeah. feels to me in a way like the person on the street corner who's not very engaged with reality mm-hmm. and is preaching at you that's the mm-hmm. that's the bad mm-hmm. side of it yeah so what's the good side oh my gosh <laughs> let's go to the good side let's go, okay um i think i think f- f- when i think about it i think about this image of 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 how closely Jesus is tied to the word, both in his own life, he clearly knows it, but also theologically, like the the scriptures, there's a close connection between God and his word. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it has to do with the idea that God doesn't lie, mm-hmm. that that he tells the truth, that he is able to represent himself through his words. Mm-hmm. And his words are so potent and so powerful that you're actually getting his presence. His presence is tethered to his words. This this comes out, as you read through from Genesis to Revelation, this is a consistent theme in Scripture, that God's presence is tied to his words. So much so, and so potent and powerful is his words that um, that it that it becomes an image. Josh shared this in our, the first, I think, of our Rooted series, um, that it becomes an image in Jesus Christ. Hmm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow. And He's tabernacled among us, and we have beheld His glory. This is John 1, right? So, there's this close association that, um, that if, we're, if we're connected and really tied to the Word in a deeper way, that, we, that there, is a, there is something of God's presence and Christ's presence come and dwells with us mm-hmm. in and through the words, right? Yeah. It is complicated because even what you said about the scripture memorization, there's uh, um, an idea of, of Bible-olatry, that we're, we're using the Bible as, like, uh, as, as a weapon almost, yeah. S- sword, sword battles, drills. <laughs> sword drills. Um, and, I, and I get that, and I think there's a danger, just as there's always a danger for us to misuse anyone's words and abuse someone else's words. Yeah. Like, um, did you hear what Vanessa said about you? Yeah. And to misrepresent maybe what you said or take it out of context or use it in a way that you did not intend. That feels awful. We can do that. Yeah. We have the capacity to do that, but that is not a good reason, nor is it an excuse to no longer listen to Vanessa. Well, because her words can be taken out of context, I shouldn't, I should just stop listening to her. That doesn't make any sense. But I feel like some of, sometimes we can use that as an excuse. Like, ah, I'm more into, I connect with Jesus in other ways. Yeah. But this is the way that God has chosen to disclose himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, there's a loud car going by. So there's just a, waiting. This is part of the, this is part of, just brings, brings us back to reality. That's a great basis. Were you going to say something else? Just that I kind of already said it. The, these are the words of life. Mm-hmm. Um, words of God, words of Jesus. 
Um, they have a, a potency to transform us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we neglect them to our peril. Yes. But I don't want to be all doom and gloom, so you take it away. Oh. <laughs> I'm the good cop? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Obviously. Was that not clear? <laughs> I think of you as the good cop in oh, most shoot. situations. So it's weird that maybe we're both good cop types. Oh, yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. That's a dynamic that does not really exist. No. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I just... Uh, the point is, uh, how can we come to the scriptures for a deeper listening? Mm-hmm. Um, like the idea of consuming something. E- that's another way. image in scripture. Yeah, but it's in a good way because consumerism yeah. right. doesn't feel Not good. like buying something, no. but like, cons- like taking something into yourself that actually sustains you, transforms you. Yes. Right? Yeah, so scripture memorization has been really good news for me. Hmm. Like it's it's really been life-giving to me. It hasn't been something that like if I'm if I was more spiritual, I'd memorize more scripture so that I'd look better in conversation. Like that route doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> but sometimes you hear pastors who right. know a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. Bibles and or Bibles, yeah. they um, know a lot of verses, you mm-hmm. know, and it it can make you feel like. Eh. But so getting back to the good news part. Partly because I do, I have heard the Bible for a long time, mm-hmm. it's very easy for me to read a passage or hear what the sermon's going to be on, and kind of subconsciously tune out or say, "Oh, I already know this one." Like mm-hmm. we're going to do Mary and Martha. We're going to talk about the prodigal son, and I'm like, "Want want like prodigal yeah. son?" I've been there. I've done that. Right. I hope other people don't have that kind of instinct, mm-hmm. but. With anything you're really familiar with, you can, I can really take something for granted. The yeah. people and the words yeah. that I'm very familiar with, and the Bible is one of them. So scripture memorization for me as an adult has been a way for it to come alive. So kind of the opposite. Like mm-hmm. instead of writing it off, mm-hmm. it's allowed it to come alive. And I think one of the reasons is because we are in, a, in an age with so many words and resources. Like you can find an interesting article or podcast. Oops, that's what we're doing. On anything. (laughs) Yeah. And just think that if you take more and more and more and more and more in, Mm -hmm. you'll be better. Mm -hmm. You'll get better. You'll know more. When in reality, my system, my like inner system just gets overloaded and I don't retain almost anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like things don't sink in. So scripture memorization is taking something smaller. Yeah. And then sitting with it for a week instead of reading seven articles mm-hmm. on Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. It's it's memorizing the Mary and Martha story or something. Yep. And then, like you shared last week, some weird word or phrase just comes to life in a way that I could not have forced if I had my highlighter out mm-hmm. in my like 10 minute like Bible reading session, you know? Yep. Because it comes out like in the shower, or it comes out while talking right. with someone. Yeah. I wrote down a few that have been um, meaningful for me, like things I memorized that I, you know, eventually was like, oh my gosh. One of the first ones was from Hebrew 6. I memorized a passage, and this was when I started going to Orange Theory, 
which is an exercise place because mm-hmm. I hate exercising. So <laughs> it's really useful psychology that mm-hmm. if you pay in advance to say, I will come uh, to one class a week. That's a good idea. If you don't come, yeah. you paid for it. So you're saying that you should pay for a class on memorization of scripture. I didn't even think of that, but yes. And then people, then we'll do it yeah. more. Okay, We would. That's perfect. <laughs> well, so so I paid for this exercise class, so I had to go once a week. Mm-hmm. But I dreaded going because it seemed like a waste of time. Like, who just runs on the treadmill for 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. So that's when I started memorizing again, was I thought, if I am have something kind of memorized that I yeah. can rehearse on the treadmill, yeah. I'm kind of going to redeem the time a little bit. Yeah. And it se- seemed like flat time, like, well, just, just you're just running. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the first things I memorized was, was from Hebrews 6. And one of the lines that, you know, didn't mean anything to me at first and mm-hmm. over time came to mean something to me, it was, it's something like, we who have taken refuge are strongly encouraged to seize the hope set before us. Hmm. Just sounds like Bible words, yeah. seize the hope set before us. And then it occurred to me, seize means like you choose to go and get something. Yeah. Which I had not thought of hope like that. I thought of hope as something like you earn or that falls on you mm-hmm. or that you wait for. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of hope as something that God was saying, you're going to have, I'm asking you to choose and to take hope. Yeah. Not wait for it to come, not to feel hope from the inside out, which yeah. doesn't happen that much in the world we mm-hmm. live in. Mm-hmm. So that was just a little like seize hope was something that really came to mean more to me like two weeks in. Right to rehearsing it. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's really good. I I it, it makes me think of um, it makes me think of actually a a, a practical way of bearing God with mm-hmm. us is is taking His words into us and letting them letting have like just be in our bones, yeah, be in our hearts, be in our minds. Um, saturate us, I guess. Yeah. Marinate in a good way. Um, I want. I just. I wrote down just like my process. Love it. Of memorization, and then I think you've got an exercise for us, and they'll they'll wrap up our time. I think. Yeah. But we, in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I've noticed we've gone from a habit of memorizing to a habit of not memorizing. You are correct. Like, there's certain technologies that now exist that did not exist. I don't know if everyone's aware of this. When, you know, 30 years ago. Um, And I used to have probably a dozen, maybe 15 phone numbers memorized. And phone numbers are the worst things to memorize. (laughs) Just Just a random assortment (laughs) of numbers. I think the Psalms are hard to memorize because it's, like, so flowery, you know? Like... The tense of yeah. the heavens, of the stretching of the, right. like, oh my gosh, there's too yeah. many adjectives in this. But numbers? Yeah. We used to memorize numbers. We don't have to memorize as much stuff anymore. No. I mean, that's just one example, but but we still do. Like you you brought up before we started recording the song lyrics, quote, remember quotes, quotable, like rememberable quotes and stuff oh, yeah. that, that impact us or we'll sing songs all the time that we know. Oh, yeah. Music's an easy way to kind of remember things over and over again. But um, 
So anyway, I just mentioned that because I think there might be, for a lot of us, a learning curve to this. You're that right. should not discourage us. You're right. It's like, okay, we've gotten out of the habit, generally, as a people who memorize things. Yes. But we, I've, I'm here to tell you that we can get back into the habit. You are right. And it's, it's not a lost cause. Now, I wanna, I'm just going to take you through a few brief things. This is how I memorize scripture. And the first thing that's very important is selection. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like me, one thing that can keep you from moving ahead in a discipline is the paralysis of not knowing where to start. Totally. There's a lot of scripture. Yes. There's a lot. Right? And so if you're like, oh, I'm going to memorize a portion of scripture today so I can just have God's words in me and, and let them and see if God, you know, kind of engage with God a bit. Decision fatigue, right? And then right. it's like, oh, shoot, it's a big Bible. Yeah. So a good place to start is what's called a lectionary. And these are easy to find online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lectionary is just the readings through the church here. That's a great place to spot if you want to be on God time as well. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what I mean by that, check out our last episode. Yeah. Bear with me, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> that, that's an easy place to start. And they've got readings for every single day. Yes. Multiple reasons, but readings. So pick one, pick something out of the Gospels um, is a good place to start. One of the readings out of the Gospels. You could just do um, the Sunday readings mm-hmm. um, once a week or, or one, you know, however you want to start. But do something like that. Or pick the sermon series in your local church. Wow. What's coming up? What did they just preach on? Or what did we just, what was the discussion about? Or if you know ahead of time, that could be even be great because then you're coming oh, already yeah. soaked in it. That would be cool. And then you can interrupt the preacher like, excuse me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you use the wrong preposition there. Yeah. It's actually this. Or whatever, however you like to interrupt. Or so Andy, means, on mm-hmm. selection, sorry yeah. to interrupt. No. Oh, good interruption. Honestly, one of the prayers God always answers, I think, mm-hmm. would be if we said, God, I'm open to memorizing something, but I don't know where to start. Could you show me this week something to memorize? I feel like God would be yeah. like, "Well, He'd be green blown light. away, like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I will, I will bring something to you through someone. Yeah, if you actually want to know. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Or if you if you have a devotional at home mm-hmm. based in scripture, mm-hmm. use those. Um. Basically, the point is, I need some system or else I'll get paralyzed. Totally. I don't want to have to think about, I don't want to spend energy, I want to spend my energy on the thing that's hard, mm-hmm. not on the thing that doesn't need to be hard. Good point, Andy. Um, and then the actual practice, one, it does get easier. I get better at it over time. Yes. Like if I'm in the habit of it, then I, I notice I get faster at actually memorizing a paragraph of the Bible. Yeah, it's a, it's a muscle and it mm-hmm. gets better with mm-hmm. use. So be patient. Give yourself some time. And then I just do one part at a time. Hmm. And so it should be, especially to begin, a pretty short section of scripture. Like the, the, the Mary episode we talked about last week is, I think, 12 verses. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go any much longer than that. And, and that, that story, that narrative is a good place to start because it's, kind of, it's a bit easier to, rather than mm-hmm. starting with like an epistle, like a, a letter from Paul or Peter or something. Uh, for me, anyway, the, mm-hmm. the, the story structure, because there's more... Images there to kind of help remember. Yeah. And one part at a time, like one very small part at a time. Yes. And then another small part. Yeah. In the sixth month. Okay. In the sixth month. Yeah. The angel Gabriel. The angel Gabriel. 
Okay, in the sixth month, the angel gave you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to seem slow and mechanical and not very spiritual. Yeah. It's going to feel not very spiritual. That's an important distinction. Yeah. But I think, I think it is very spiritual practice. <laughs> um, and the first goal for me is just getting the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel, it might feel very counterintuitive, not very special, it's just, it's some work. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to get the whole thing. Okay, I've got the whole thing. And when I've got it, and I can go over it and not have to work too hard at remembering it, now it's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, getting there. Because that's when, um, when it's easy to recite, that's when I feel like the magic happens. Yes. Where now I can just think about it any place I go. In the shower, laying on my bed when I can't sleep, mm-hmm. in line at the grocery store, as I'm shopping at the grocery store, you know, things that don't require mental driving. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of turning on the radio or listening to the next Bear With Me episode, I can um, say, oh, maybe I won't pop something on. Maybe I'll go over it in my head and just kind of slow down and think about why... Why is he using those words? Yeah. So I shared last time, that's when I slowed down enough to think about in the sixth month. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in relation to, and I'd go back, I had to open my Bible and go mm-hmm. back because I, re- I didn't memorize the <laughs> first half of yep. chapter one. Like, what is this? Oh, it's, it's in, re- the only option is it's in relation to Elizabeth's pregnancy. Yeah. And then that kind of, that's where it started thinking about the the Kairos time, the God timing type stuff, and yeah. how we measure time. Um, you start asking other questions like, um, why why such a focus in on on the orient, Luke's orienting us and naming things? The angel Gabriel sent to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. It's like all this like yeah. choreography of. And is, is Luke, and then you start asking questions, well, why that? Is Luke emphasizing Mary's low status because he's naming the man and house he's in, oh. naming the city and where, it, but, oh, by the way, the Mary's, the virgin's name was Mary, but she's going to have a central role in this against all expectation. Yeah. Right? Because this is how God likes to work. Bring light in dark corners type thing. So, all these things come, bubble up when I'm slowed down enough to memorize it and think about it throughout my day or throughout yeah. my week. And then and then that's where I start to sense, okay, God is shifting my imagination for how he works. God is speaking to me specifically about the the nuances of my family life or my work life or this relationship I have with this person. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm seeing it through new eyes. Yes. When you describe it, it's like that's a tool. Why would I not use that tool? It just sounds too good to be true. It's I I shared last time, like, I feel like, well, at least in this season, that's the primary way I sense God speaking to me. Is scripture memorization. Yeah. Is when I slow down enough. And scripture memorization, I think, is just a tool to get to that spot of slowing down and listening for me. Like, yeah. it, it, maybe, maybe some people can get there just by reading their scripture, reading the Bible slowly. But for me, it, I, I, it forces me to slow down and go back over it in a way mm-hmm. that is fresh. Mm-hmm. And I hear things that I didn't hear before. Mm-hmm. And it's a real non-striving way mm. of learning. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen when we are like gritting our teeth. It happens while we're doing the dishes. Like while yeah. we're, we're, it like re- not redeems, but it, 
it gives meaning to like the rest of our lives that I tend to discount. Yeah. Like all this stuff is like necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you were talking about the fur the like just memorizing the mechanical way. Yeah. You reminded me that Steven's an actor, you know? I do know that. Yeah. I remember that. So he memorized. He's got a few a lot. commercials out right now. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put them in the show notes. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> so in acting it's called where you memorize by rote first. Yeah. And so the idea is you memorize without affect or meaning or trying to figure yeah, it out or anything. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he just, and so he has me, when I have to read with him for an audition, hmm. I just have to read by rote. So instead of, of being like, Jason, don't do that. You know, I have to be like, Jason, don't do that. <laughs> and then he does it. And he's, it's a discipline to yeah. not, yeah. to not go to that next level mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Because the first level is memorizing by row. It's really restraining yourself and saying, this is a mechanical part. Once I have this by row, yeah. then once it's in you, then you're free for it to come to life as yeah. an actor. You, yeah, you can, to, from my experience, I'm not an actor, so mm-hmm. applying that to the scripture memorization, yeah. it's like, okay, now I can start to inhabit this text. I can yes. start to be there with Mary in that mm-hmm. moment and and try to Im- have a more of an imagination for what's happening, mm-hmm. what's being said. Yeah, yeah, yeah that resonates it for sure. It comes to life. Mm-hmm. But I love that you highlighted, don't expect that from no. the beginning. You need a half an hour walk or something mm-hmm. for the, uh, the rote time. Mm-hmm. And then there's rehearsing that happens. Yeah. And I just want to show you, these are my flashcards. People can't oh. see them, but they... Um, so it has like the scripture on one side. Nice. Oh, okay. And then it, you know. Yeah. The well, we can we back. can put some we can yeah. take some pictures and put them put links to the so people get an idea. Because and I bring these with me because the other truth is is that you do forget. Like mm-hmm. I do forget ones that I memorized six months ago. Yeah. Like I only really remember the one that I'm in plus like Psalm one or something. Right. Like the Lord's Prayer, we still know by heart. So mm-hmm. eventually these I can all know by heart at all mm-hmm. times. But refreshing them is really easy. Like I just yeah. forget how to start. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Second Timothy 1 is this. Yeah, um, That's a good point. I mean, I think there is a, a value in just having this repository in my head and my heart. Yeah. That, But you're right. It's sim- similar with me. Like I can't remember what I was memorizing six months ago. No. But it's probably an easy refresher if I wanted to. Very easy. And bits and pieces, like I remember parts of scripture that maybe I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. But I think for me, the primary goal is is hearing the voice of Jesus today. Yes. That's the primary goal. That's the primary goal. Like those are good, like secondary goals. Like, oh, I can mm-hmm. kind of remember if I'm having this time. It makes me, reminds me of this portion of scripture mm-hmm. that brings me back to it or whatever, or... If I'm in the middle of a a sword drill, drill, mm-hmm. then maybe that's really great for yeah. a sash or something. Exactly. <laughs> oh man! But what I want today is I want to hear the voice of the living God in my life for me and for those that that I'm with, mm-hmm. and that's that's the point for me of memorization. Mm-hmm. That that's the main goal yeah. to me too. Yeah, is yeah. the now. Yeah. Part the coming to life today. Okay. Do you do you accept this sword dr- drill sword that I'm drill. about to put you through? Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So what I wanted to nice. do was prove to anyone listening who actually is in a space where they could mumble under their breath. Mm-hmm. I want to prove to you that you can memorize so quickly one verse. Um, 
So I didn't tell Andy the verse, but I want to have him memorize in real time this one verse just as a way to show that it's possible. So if you're out there and you okay. are in a place where you can um, you know, repeat after me mm-hmm. with Andy, please do so. Okay. This is a really beautiful little verse that you've never heard before. I've never heard this verse. Nope. Wow. I'm, I mean, that's my guess. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? In the Apocrypha or? No, it's from Isaiah 50, okay. verse 4. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Well, I know that I, I, Isaiah sounds familiar. Oh, Chapter 50 sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. Verse 4 sounds familiar. But put them all together and I don't know what the verse <laughs> okay, is. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? I'm this ready. This is the first line. There's a lot of alliteration in okay. this one, so mm-hmm. that helps a lot. Right. That's why the Psalms that were acrostics mm-hmm. were acrostics, because yeah. it's way easier to memorize something yeah. that's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. But it's like, acrostic in Hebrew, so you I have know. to learn Hebrew first and then it'll be easier to <laughs> memorize. So Jordash can memorize Psalm 119. <laughs> right. We'll just do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first line, the Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher. Repeat after me, Andy. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher. Yes. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher. That's correct. Okay. Great. That I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. That I may know how to sustain the weary with the word. With a word. With a word. Mm -hmm. Okay. That I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Yeah. So weary with a word. Three W's. Okay. And tongue of a teacher. Yeah. So do you remember? Okay. The Lord has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may sustain the weary with a word. So close. The Lord God. Has given me okay. the tongue. This is of typical. A this is great. This is yeah. typical. This is exactly how it happens. Like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I dropped a word, or yeah. I changed a word. Yeah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may sustain the something of the weary. The way the. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> great. Okay. So, and and it's that I may know how to oh, that I may know how to sustain the weary the weary with a word with a word. The weary with a word. That I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. From the top. That I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Can you do it again? The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Great. Next part. There's more. Morning by morning he wakens. Wakens my ear. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. So there's two mornings and two wakens. Okay. Morning by morning, he wakens, dash, wakens my ear. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. Yes. Okay. Double, double wakens there. Can you do it from the top? The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the way, the weary with a word. Yes. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. Yes. Really? There was, there's yes. no mistakes. No mistakes. Okay. Okay, there's one last line. That's really surprising. Okay. <laughs> morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. To listen as those who are taught. Can you do morning, morning by, by morning, morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. 
I completely forgot. The- <laughs> to listen <laughs> as those who are taught. To listen as those who are taught. Morning by morning, he wakens. Wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. Yes. Morning by morning, he wakens. Wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. Do you think you can do it from the beginning? The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher. Yeah. That I may know. How to. That I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Yes. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. <laughs> Got it. To. Yes. <laughs> to listen. Yes. As. <laughs> As. A deer pants for water. Shoot! No! <laughs> as the, okay, to listen as those... I don't know. To listen as those who are taught. To listen as those who are taught. So, morning by morning, God is opening my ear to listen as someone who's ready to learn, basically. To listen as those who are to taught. To listen as those who are taught. To listen as those who are taught. The oh, so to and taught. To and taught. To begins, taught okay. begins. To listen as those who are taught. Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the way, no, how to sustain the weary with a word. Yes. Morning by morning. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. Yes. That I may learn. (laughs) Right? No. So close. <laughs> to to listen. Yeah. Like or as? As. To listen as those who are taught. Yes. Okay. And you <laughs> So could, okay, so I would keep so that would make that's two verses? Or is I, that one yeah, verse? Yes, one or two. Okay. So that's a good example of that's probably that's been five minutes of working right there. Yeah. And I don't fully have it yet, but I'm close. Yeah. And probably another minute or two and I would have that section. Yeah. And then typically I'd probably have Maybe twice that long. Mm-hmm. For, well, it depends. I mean, you could l- memorize short short verses are great. And well, I think auditory memorization is even harder when you're looking at it. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. It's, you have the the visual. The, the visual. You can kind of see recall. it in your in your. You know, I yeah. saw all the alliteration, and yeah. that made it easy. Wakens yeah. my ear. Yeah. To listen as those who are taught. Yeah. And if you write out the verse, that's another level. You get it through right. writing it out, then you get it through visual, and then you get it through hearing yourself repeat. But Andy, you did great. Oh, thanks, Vanessa. Yeah. Isn't that a great verse, though? It is really the good. The Lord God and has I've, given me the tongue of yeah. a teacher. Who does not want to sustain the weary with a word? Everyone's right. tired. Yeah. I would love to yeah. be able to have the awareness to encourage you with the words of my mouth when right. I see you and I see that you're haggard or something yeah. or that you're overwhelmed. That's so beautiful. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. Every day, it says to me that God has given me the capacity to wake up and to be aware Mm -hmm. and to live the life God's given me. And I can just be a perpetual learner in it. That makes life so exciting. That does make life so exciting. We're out of time. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stop. Oh gosh, this has okay. been good. Okay, but we've we had some other things. We we'll save it for next time. I think next time, don't hold us to this. Uh huh. But next time, we want to talk about um, spiritual consumerism and the great disconnect. And the great disconnect. So the great disconnect is a documentary. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? What's it? It's Canadian-made <laughs> documentary yes. on 
loneliness, loneliness and, in neighborhoods, in neighborhoods, and and I thought maybe technology's role mm. in that and isolation. Yeah. and we're going to find out. We're viewing it at noon. That's right. Documentary. We're viewing it at noon. So we're going to talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thanks, Vanessa. Thanks, Andy. This was fun again. Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah. Who would have thought? And thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, if you've got ideas for future shows, please email at us at bearwithme at tablechurch.ca. And we don't want to do the work. Vanessa and I, we don't like to do work. So we don't want to do the work of figuring out how to be a better podcast. We want you to tell us. So email <laughs> us and we'll, we're new at this. So yes. we'll take your considerations. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, Check out the show notes for resources and links we mentioned in this show and any other bonus items we throw in there. Who knows? We might have some some really great stuff in there, right? Um, Bear With Me is a table radio podcast, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, British Columbia. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. See you next time.